Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. All of this awful stuff with Ukraine, I'm ready for some good news. So, well, there's nothing great about Ukraine, but you know, I'm a silver linings kind of I guy. Know you guess, are. What, guess what we haven't heard about in a while? COVID. Like, Valid point. Like, ugh. But okay. give me some good news. You've got to have something. You got the kids, you got the family. I'm just single over here with the cat. You know, I've been watching too much news. What's some good news you can share with us? Well, that is very true. So <laughs> I, I get to block out, first of all, you're the cat right. lady. And even though you only have one cat, I'm a little worried about later, though. How many oh, stop it. Actually... It's always only going to be one. Yeah, famous last words. <laughs> you know, James Bond had a movie, Never Say Never Again, because Sean Connery was never going to do one. Again, Valid. And you wound up doing it. So never say never there, Kristen. But uh, <laughs> all right. So about a week ago, but it still sticks in my brain. So we're very blessed. Great things going on. So Peyton does uh, swim. And is she done, good like, at that? Yeah, Junior Olympics and stuff. So uh, Saturday, we were at swim meets all day. and uh, But the boys were pretty well behaved. And, and Luke swims too, but not as much as Peyton. But but Finn, you know, he just, mm-hmm. it's, this is an all-day event. I mean, if you've got kids in swim, you, you, you get there super early and you probably don't leave till five. It's all day and you're sitting on bleachers and everything else. But Peyton's uh, made Junior Olympics again, which is great. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, super exciting. So then Sunday rolls around and Katie did swim duty so that the boys wouldn't have to go sit there all day again, right? Because we got to balance this out a yes. little bit. So it was just me and the boys and we're hanging out and uh, I told them we had to go run some errands. So... I mean, we went to the Home Depot, took them out to lunch. But anyway, I, I love the backseat conversations. Oh, yeah. So I haven't told you this yet. So this was great. So we're driving and Finn, who's just to remind our listeners, he's five. Luke's 10. So Finn says to Luke, hey, Luke, um, God doesn't talk to me. Aww. And, you know, our kids are in Christian school. Mm-hmm. So Finn takes it very literally that God is going to, you know, like come down and have a conversation. Sit down at the kitchen table. Sit down at the kitchen table. And it was just the sweetest conversation. And so I was listening to uh, Luke explain to Finn, and Luke's only 10, mind you, you know, that he doesn't necessarily talk to you. It's not like a verbal conversation. You know, it's like might speak to you in your dreams or might speak to you and your feelings or stuff like that. That was a very sweet moment for me. I'll be honest with you. I needed that. For real. Yeah. That is the future, and that is sweet and innocent and great perspective. Oh, we're going to need more stories every single week right now. <laughs> All right. Okay? I'll see so what just Finn's keep got in store those, for us friend. next week. We'll see what And happens, you're raising but, some yeah. sweet babies, my friend, you and Katie yeah. both. Congratulations on that. Well, I hate to deter away from that, but we do need to talk about what's happening because whether you're glued to the latest news on Ukraine or you've decided to turn the TV off, many of us are wondering how the Russian invasion might impact our personal economy as much as our hearts go out to the citizens of Ukraine. And President Biden was asked about that by a Fox News reporter at a recent White House news conference. Markets are down and gas prices are up. I know you always stress the difference between Wall Street and Main Street, but everybody seems to be in for some economic pain. How economically painful is it going to get for people in this country? First of all, there's no doubt that when a major nuclear power attacks and invades another country, that the world is going to respond and markets can respond all over the world. So there's no doubt about that. Number one. Number two, the notion that this is going to last for a long time 
is highly unlikely as long as we continue to stay resolved in imposing the sanctions we're going to impose on Russia, period. Sounds like he's not all that concerned about the long-term impact, but what do you think, Mike, as a fiduciary financial advisor doing this well over two decades? For those of us on Main Street, should we prepare for at least some short-term financial pain? Yeah, I mean, financial pain could be short-term uh, or long-term. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, they keep talking about this uh, 58% or more that disapprove. I'm in that camp. I mean, my confidence level is not super high one way or the other, and I'm not going to take financial advice from them. It just doesn't well, make duh. sense. But it, I think if you're listening to that and you don't have any money set aside for retirement, so the impact of all this is kind of irrelevant to you unless you lose your job. Then you're like, hey, gee whiz, I don't really care what's going on in Ukraine. Kristen, that's not who we work with. We work with individuals that have made sacrifices along the way, kept their expenses low, saved for retirement, have a nest egg. And frankly, when they look at what's going on around the world, again, I don't want to get into our administration's you know solutions for problems, but the confidence level is so low. We're talking to people every single week going, yeah, I that doesn't. That's not reassuring mm -hmm. to me. You know, I'm not reassured assured by that statement. I don't necessarily think things are going to be good moving down the road. Kristen, I'm already thinking beyond Ukraine. I mean, I think the crisis and everything that's going on is terrible. Mm -hmm. I think that um, certainly in the short term, it could be really volatile for markets, depending on what happens from day to day. In the long run, six months from now, hopefully Ukraine is something that happened in the past. And then we have to go back and deal with our own economy. We have to go back and deal with um, the cost of goods and services. We have to go back and deal with what my biggest concern outside of Ukraine, but after that, my biggest concern, which is just disposable income. Mm -hmm. uh, the economy is not driven by the retirees. It's not. But we work with the retirees. We work with people with nest eggs. It's driven by people that go to work and earn a living, and then they have to take a look at their expenses, so the cost of shelter cost of clothing, cost of food, cost of fuel, mm -hmm. right? And then after that, they've got disposable income. And with the cost of everything, that disposable income, in my opinion, is not high enough to drive this economy to levels that keep going up, which would make the stock market keep going up. And so if I'm sitting on my nest egg and I'm either retired or close to it, I'm going, hey, something's got to give. And at some point, I think it's the stock market. So I don't think 2022 is going to be a great year in the market. I could be wrong. We're taking steps to protect our clients, explain to them what we think may happen and, and preparing for that in their portfolios. If I'm wrong, our clients are going to miss out on a portion of gains. If we're right, we're going to protect our clients from big losses in markets. At the end of the day, Kristen, there are a lot of people out there that aren't working with somebody that's giving them advice. They're not working with somebody that's a fiduciary that has a vested interest in them doing well. They don't have that relationship in their life, which is why we do this program. We explain a little bit about what we do, how we do it. We talk about topics, right, that are mm -hmm. topical to people like Ukraine or markets or the economy. My big thing, Kristen, is I want people to understand what their current investments are likely to do if markets do well, and then also understand what your current investments are likely to do if markets do poorly and then come up with a plan for both sides of that and understand it. Because volatile markets, like we're experiencing right now, certainly have a way of reminding us that we might be taking a little too much risk with certain investments. It's something that Warren Buffett's been warning us about for years. You know, you don't find out who's been 
swimming uh, naked until the tide goes out. And uh, you know, him saying that makes me a little nervous because there's that whole envision people without clothes to not be nervous thing. <laughs> I'm just like Warren Buffett's okay. I don't want to think about it. But anyway, what would you say to someone who's feeling a little overexposed, if you will, in this market? First of all, it's easy to feel that way, um, particularly if you don't have direction. People wouldn't be listening to our show or calling us up and coming to sit down with us if um, they they had a lot more confidence about their ability to manage portfolios. I think I think a lot of just people just feel like they're along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, they've chosen a profession, you know, and and whatever profession it was, um, chances of it being managing money or uh, finance or economics um, wasn't always what they were good at. I mean, it just it happened to be the path of least resistance for me. But there's a lot of things that I'm not good at, right? I mean, I could I could name. You uh, want to get Katie on I'm, the phone and patch her in? Oh yeah, she could tell you about all the things I'm really really <laughs> terrible at. Um, but she will admit, you know, I'm I'm just I'm good with the money part, mm-hmm, obviously, um, yeah. which is fine. It comes in handy, you know. But we're meeting people week after week, and it, it it's just when the media is talking about it, and again, they're trying to get us as scared as they possibly can to sell more advertising. When we're looking at volatility in our portfolios. When we're thinking to ourselves, hey, gee whiz, things have been pretty good for a long time um, and sometimes really good over the past um, 10, 12 years. Most people have that that um, in the back of their mind. Hey, listen, um, things aren't going to be good forever and the other shoe's going to drop. I don't want to be stuck there holding the hot potato, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know. I think of that chair game, you know, where people are going around in circles and like a the music walk. plays yeah. and then no, no. And then there's a chair gone. And then if you're the person without the chair, forget the name of that game as a kid, but um, musical chairs, right? Oh, yeah. You just don't want to be the one standing there when everything goes bad. You're the one losing. I mean, Wall Street, we talk about this, is a zero sum game. So for you to make 10%, somebody else has to lose 10%, right? For you to make 5%, somebody has to lose 5%. So, Kristen, it, it, it's our job as investment advisors with people that are retired or very close to it to help them not be on the receiving end of losses. Now, we're not going to get it right all the time. We can't time markets. But what we can do is be proactive when it comes to management of your portfolio. Um, we can do what's called active management and say, hey, listen, probability of things going well is bad. So we're going to move your portfolio or your investments to something more conservative or probability of markets doing well are high. So we're gonna move your investments to something that's more aggressive or will do well if markets go up. Uh, Currently, we don't think things are likely to do well. We've got a lot of data that supports that. It doesn't mean we're right, Kristen, but it does mean we're working as fiduciaries for our clients to help them protect and grow their money. If you want that type of relationship, maybe you don't currently have it because you have a 401k and you don't have an, uh, an advisor, or maybe you're working with an advisor and you just want a second opinion, we can do our comprehensive financial plan for you. With Wall Street so rocky lately, Mike, I've been reading about the importance of investment management with our portfolios. But you also here on the show put a heavy emphasis on financial planning for your clients. Which one do you think is more important? Well, it's confusing, Kristen. People talk about investment management and then they talk about investment planning. And it, 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 it sounds sort of synonymous if you think about it. 
Um, so there is a difference. So investment management would be the management of your assets. And we talk about active management all the time. It just means um, would we move you to positions that are more conservative because we think things are going to be bad? Or would we, would we move you to positions that are more aggressive because we think things are going to do well? Active management just means working with somebody that has the ability to reallocate your portfolio in a way that they feel is going to be best for you. And that's what fiduciaries do, right? Most people don't have that relationship with their money. Uh, they have more of a hang in their approach. So we're having those meetings week after week with individuals that just want to understand the difference between active management and the hang in their approach. The next part of that is having an actual financial plan. So financial planning includes not just active management of a portfolio, but income planning, tax planning, estate planning, a written plan. And those written plans, Kristen, are updated at least on an annual basis. So with Talon Wealth and our radio program here, we are sitting down with individuals, not only providing active management with clients, but also providing financial plans complimentary. Connect to Mike, the entire team, by visiting guardingyournestag.com. Mike, a friend of mine, I'll just call him Rick because I don't want to embarrass him. He brought up an interesting conversation the other day. He's been working with one of the nationally known financial firms for almost 20 years, and he's pretty happy with them because they've done a really good job growing his retirement dollars well into seven figures. However, he is getting the feeling that they don't have great answers to his questions about following through with actually retiring and drawing from the money that they helped him grow. What would be your advice to him if he's listening today or for me to pass along to him? 20 years is a long time. But if we go back to the early, I mean, think about it. It sounds like yesterday, but 20 years ago was uh, 2002. True. And um, 2002, we were just after the um, tech bubble that had crashed. We had a pretty good run until uh, late 2007 when things started to unravel. We had a horrible 2008. We had a bottom in early 2009, in March, early March. And then we've basically had a, a bull market, or another way to look at it is a good market, a growing market, mm -hmm. ever since until now where we've sort of plateaued for the past six or seven months, meaning we're just in a trading range here waiting to see where markets go and there's a lot of volatility and concern. We do talk to individuals in Rick's situation a lot where they've been working with a financial advisor for a long time. But one of my first concerns when I talk to individuals in that situation is I ask them, well, what did your current financial advisor do for you in 2008? It's like, well, they told me to hang in there. Um, turned out they were right. I'm glad I hung in there. It came back. And I'd say, well, yeah, I mean, that's true. One of the, one of the things that most firms, not all firms, but most firms, will train their advisors to do is coach investors to hang in there because they, these firms need you to stay invested in markets in order for them to make their money. But also they know eventually markets will get better and eventually that advice will be good advice, just might not be uh, in that current moment. Mm -hmm. But the problem for most people is when they're retired or very close to it, hang in there doesn't sound very good because they're not working, they're not making contributions. Again, it's not 20 years ago when your friend Rick may have been 40 years old, mm -hmm. and now your friend Rick is 60 years old, and he's probably looking at the world a little bit differently. Well, hey, listen, I've got my nest egg. And if I asked Rick right now, like Rick, would you be willing to go through another 2008 at this point in time? His answer would probably be no. So we're working with those people week after week. We're getting those phone calls weekend after weekend and week after week. Um, it's important to understand how you're invested, what's likely to happen moving forward, 
And if you're retired or close to it, what can you actually do about this volatility and what can you do to protect your money? And we believe it's active management, but we want to sit down with you and explain to you exactly what active management looks like. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a monthly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission, which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation.